Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Rabbi shrah li sadri, wa yassir li amri, wa ahlul uqdatan min lisani, yafqahu qawli. Alhamdulillah, it feels very good uh, to be back sitting here today. Allah barik fikum. Uh, subhanallah, <laughs> subhanallah, our topic today, wallahi, is a very important topic actually. Uh, about four or five days ago, I received a message. The second, third, fourth day of Ramadan, I forgot exactly, anywhere on Instagram, from one of our sisters. And pretty much the message read that her husband expects her to be in the kitchen all day long. Her husband expects her to be cooking all day long, subhanAllah, in the days of Ramadan. Now, I just want to quickly remind the brothers that that is not the aim, that is not the purpose, that is not the goal of Ramadan for us. And when I say for us, Allah Azza wa Jal didn't send down the Qur'an in Ramadan for the men only to ponder upon. And Allah Azza wa Jal did not make Ramadan a month of forgiveness and mercy and bounties for men only. But rather it's for the women, for the sisters, just as much as it is for the brothers. So do not expect her to stay in the kitchen all day. It's their month just like it is our month. Just as much as, as it is our month. And don't make the goal of Ramadan food as we all know. The intent, the wisdom behind Ramadan is not food. In reality, most of us are probably guilty, if not all of us are probably guilty, of going against the clear-cut narration of the Prophet wasallam, where he ends by saying, which we most likely all know, a third, a third, a third. But before that, what does he say? The worst vessel, these are the Prophet ﷺ's words. The worst vessel which the son of Adam feels or can feel is what? His stomach. That's the start of the hadith. Then he says, بِحَسْبِ ibn Adam It is enough, sufficient for the son of Adam that he has a few morsels of food, a few bites, just enough to keep his back straight. This is the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَإِنْ كَانَ لَا بُدَّ فَاعِلًا If he has to eat more, then what ya Rasulullah? What if I need more? What if we need to eat more? That's when he says a third for his food, and a third for his drink, and a third for his breath. But the goal and the intent of Ramadan is not to sit there eating, 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 get in the kitchen, cook, 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 cook all day. That's not the intent and the wisdom behind Ramadan. So give him a break. Balakis, you guys, we should all, if we do even see our wife all day in the kitchen cooking, we should tell her, don't do this. Just make something small for us to eat, break our fast on. And let us get closer to Allah Azza wa Jal. But the real purpose of the talk today is this sister that messaged for advice. My husband expects me in the kitchen all day. So I told her, speak to him wisely. With respect, of course, and let him understand what we previously said. But every one of us needs to understand. My brothers, teach your sisters, teach your wives, your daughters, your mothers, and my sisters understand this point. You cooking for your family, you cleaning for your family, you serving your husband and obeying him is a great act of worship, wallahi. A great act of worship which Allah Azza wa Jal loves.
he loves it. And living in a day and age where the enemies of Islam plot and plan, one of the greatest plots and plans is what we know today as toxic femininity or toxic feminism, where a lady is made to believe serving my husband is something wrong. Obeying my husband is something wrong. Who am I? I'm not a slave. But look, who is the one that obliged the lady to obey her husband and serve him? Not me. Not you. Not even Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam alone, but Allah azza wa jal. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us, Al-Mar'ah, the lady, إِذَا صَلَّتْ خَمْسَهَا And I want you to pay attention to the things he's saying. A lady, if she prays her five prayers, and we all know the status of the prayers in Islam, my brothers. And we've said so many times, me personally sitting here today, that the ulama differed so much that if one was to just leave one prayer deliberately, is he a kafir or not? So he says, Al-Mar'ah, إِذَا صَلَّتْ خَمْسَهَا The lady, the lady. If she prays her five prayers, وَصَامَتْ شَهْرَهَا And she fasts her month of Ramadan, يعني, of Ramadan. وَأَحْصَنَتْ فَرْجَهَا And she protects and guards her chastity. Great actions of worship that, can you even be a Muslim without doing these acts? Does it enter the mind that a Muslim will be a Muslim, a real Muslim, without doing these three actions? But look what he adds for the lady. If she fasts her month of Ramadan, Praise her five prayers. Uh, and at the end he says, ba'laha," And obeys her husband. If she does all of these things, She will be told, enter through any gate of paradise that you wish. Allahu Akbar, what a reward for our sisters who obey their husbands who listen to their husbands, do you not want Jannah? And brothers, do you not want for your wives Jannah? Teach them these narrations. But as we know, the obedience can only be in that which is in obedience to Allah Azza wa Jal. You are not my brother allowed to order her to disobey Allah. And if you do, she does not need to listen to you. But when you order her in something which is halal and ja is permissible, she is obliged. She must. It's not a choice here for the real Muslimah. She must listen. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that the lady, إِذَا مَاتَتْ وَزَوْجُهَا عَنْهَا رَاضٍ And her husband, after she dies, when she dies, her husband is pleased with her. That if a lady... My sister, if you die, if you pass away today and your husband is happy with you, he's pleased with you, what more does she want? She enters paradise. Paradise is hers. Why? Because she obeys her husband. And wallahi, it's so important to understand this. Yani we should all teach our female folk these narrations. We should instill this in their hearts and their minds so that they do not disobey Allah. Disobeying the husband was placed in a narration. We said with protecting her chastity, praying the five prayers, fasting the month of Ramadan. How important is it to obey the husband? But yes, my brothers, that doesn't mean you go and you oppress her. Of course not. 
But we're constantly, walhamdulillah, and we need to, we're constantly reminding each other of this. But something we don't hear too often in our day and age is the rights the husband, as we just mentioned, has over the wife. To the extent the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, إِذَا دَعَ الرَّجُلُ زَوْجَتَهُ That if a husband calls his wife to bed, and she rejects, فَأَبَتْ فَبَاتَ غَضْبَانَ عَنْهَا And he goes to sleep angry at her. لَعَنَتْهَا الْمَلَائِكَةُ حَتَّى تُصْبِحْ That the angels will curse her until the morning. And in one narration, the one that is over the heavens, يعني Allah, who is above his throne, he will be displeased with her. Displeased with her until when? Until he reconciles, يعني the man, the husband, reconciles with the lady. So subhanallah, my brothers, it's so important that the brothers and the sisters likewise understand this point and this topic. But as we said, you cannot obey her and then expect her to listen in that which is haram because the Prophet wasallam he said, لا طاعة لمخلوق في معصية الخالق There is no obedience to the creation when it comes to disobedience to the creator. You are not allowed to obey, listen to the creation when it comes to disobeying the one that created them. When it comes to disobeying Allah Azza wa Jal. And now let us hear what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said regarding the rights that the man, the husband has over his lady. And the women of the Salaf, they understood this well. And they appreciated this. And they took pride. They were happy. They were proud to say, I obey my husband. They were proud to say, this is my husband and he has a right over me. And if you, my brothers, are not willing to take on that responsibility of being a husband, being a man, being a lion in the house, you can be a cub and play around, you have fun, enjoy it, we're not saying that. But you need to be a man in the house. And if you're not willing to take that responsibility of providing and being what Allah Azza wa Jal mentioned in the Quran, where He says, "Arrijal nisa the men are the protectors, the maintainers over the women. If you're not willing to be that, then ask yourself, are you ready to get married? And if you, my sister, are not willing to obey your husband, listen to your husband, you're not willing to accept and affirm and agree that he is the head and my obedience is to him after Allah Azza wa Jal, then you need to ask yourself, are you ready to get married? Just look at what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentions and he says that if I was to command anyone, listen very carefully, and this hadith, there's a bit of speech regarding its authenticity, but Al-Albani rahimahullah classified it as authentic. He says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that if I was to command anyone to prostrate to other than Allah, if I was, we all know, making sujood, prostrating to other than Allah is haram. We're not allowed to do that in our sharia, even out of respect. But he says, if I was to command anyone to prostrate to other than Allah, I would have commanded the wife to prostrate to the husband. And then he says that if the husband, listen carefully, 
I'm sure many have not heard this part or this narration here. That if the husband was covered from head to toe with sores over his body, oozing pus, pus coming out of them, and the lady was to lick them clean, she would not fulfill the right of her husband. These are the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So ensure my brothers that your women folk know this so they don't fall into haram. Because we love them, because we care for them, because we don't want Allah to be angry at them. Teach your ladies, teach them, not just your wives, but your mothers, your daughters, your sisters, teach them. And then I'll end with this, that the Prophet wasallam he mentions regarding the good lady. Who is the good lady, Ya Rasulullah? Tell us who is the good lady. The Prophet wasallam mentioned a couple of characteristics when he says, That when he looks at her, he's pleased with her. She makes him happy. She makes him happy. And when he commands her, when he orders her, when he instructs her, what does she do? I'm not ready. I don't want to do it now. I'll do it later. I'll do that thing that you asked me to do another day. No. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he says that when he commands her, the husband commands his wife, she obeys him. She listens. These are the characteristics of a good lady. And at the end of the day, we remember what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, dunya mata' that the world is enjoyment. It's all an enjoyment. And the best of enjoyments is a righteous spouse. Is a righteous spouse. So help your partner become that righteous spouse. And to my sisters, you become that righteous spouse. And likewise, my brothers, you become that righteous spouse. And I'll end with this one phrase by the wife of Saeed ibn al-Musayyib or al-Musayyib rahimahullah. The wife, she says, مَا كُنَّا نُكَلِّمُ أَزْوَاجَنَا إِلَّا كَمَا تُكَلِّمُونَ أُمَرَاءَكُمْ That we didn't used to speak to our husbands. Listen carefully. We didn't used to speak to our husbands except the way that you speak to your leaders, your kings. Is anyone going to dare swear at a king, speak bad to a king, raise his voice at a king? Of course not. So likewise, the women of the Salaf were like this towards their husbands. And of course, I reiterate, that doesn't mean, brothers, that you don't try to be the ideal husband according to the teachings of the Prophet ﷺ. But just like all year round, we're hearing the wife's rights, the wife's rights, the wife's rights. We also need to hear the husband's rights, the husband's rights, the husband's rights. Wallahu a'la wa a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallim wa barik ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala.